As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. He goes back to Peter Reed Prison and we're all back in the same hall and 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 they're they're really on the ball, the, the guard. They're fucking terrified. They're, they're really frightened. I don't mean they're terrified. But they're, they're really they're, they're really at wit's end. Yeah. Cause they know this is just the beginning, eh? Just the beginning. So anyway. Oh, shit. So I'm like to Jim, my brother, <clears throat> and I went, I I'm pretty sure I can get through through the cell roof on the on the top tier. And, and, And in the cell, and he went, you think so? And I went, yeah. I said, I've already, I've already dug through a couple of them. I said, what it is, it's compressed granite chips. They're really compressed, and you know, sometimes the roof's beveled. They're that kind of shape, the kind of wagon train shape, or they're flat. But it's actually compressed granite chips, blocks, or wee chunks, all cemented together. So we've got, um, we've got a friend, a big guy, a guy called Checker, big fella for Greenock, you know, just outside Glasgow, but a, a good big fella, you know what I mean? So I picked his cell because his was the very last cell at the very, very top of that, at the landing. So, but, but, but then they tell him what we're up to. So we, we, we got a couple of pals to, to get Checker taken down to another cell to play, to play cards, poker or whatever, just to keep him occupied. To give us time to, to bash through this fucking this massive ceiling and 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 the a hole. So I'm on I'm on my I'm on my brother's shoulders. I'm, I've got this fucking this crowbar that's been stolen for for the works again. I'm grafting through this wall, but we had a massive hole. But the but the hole came in the way like a cone. So we couldn't, we didn't have time to widen the, the, the full, the full hole. You know what I mean? That was, that was quite fucking hard work. And there's dust every fucking there, and, and, and you know what I mean? I'm, I'm blinded with dust and fucking. I'm like, I'm like Casper the Ghost. I'm covered in all that fucking white cement and dust. So anyway, it's coming near lock up, and we're like, never man. So we went, fuck it. We'll tidy the place up. So we'll. we'll Wiped all the bars down or anywhere there was dust. Dust was every fucking where. We had to take all the guys' pictures and photographs down and put them in his locker so they when they get covered in dust. And then we've swept all the all, all this fucking honestly God, it's a couple of hundred weight of granite chips under this guy's bed and then we've mopped all the floor. Done all the whatever had to be dusted was dusted. So we went like fuck it, we need we need another night on this. We just need one more fucking night. And and we're out of here. So I've I've covered I've got 
I've got newspapers, all newspapers wrapped up and they're, and they're being dipped in glue, made of paper mache. And we packed the hole, packed this hole. And some of the guys had, had record players in the, in the prison, battery operated record players. And we had the LPs. And you know the sleeve inside an LP, the, the white sleeve. Yeah. So we, we put this thing soaked in glue and we'll, we'll pack this fucking thing. And it looked quite good, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, fucking not a bad job. So anyway, we said, right, we need to go down and get Checker. Because we need, we need to fucking tell him. So I've, I've got a hoodie about Checker, and he's come into the cell, and me and Jim's there. And he, he must have thought he was going to get, he must have thought he was going to get harmed or something. And he went and said, no, can we have fucking fine Checker? I said, come in. So he sat down in the bed. He went, what's up? And I went, do you know what is anything different about in here? And he's like, no. I mean, look at your ceiling. And he's looking at me, I can't see fuck all, Johnny. So I've jumped up and I've peeled, I've peeled this bit of paper back. And he's like, what the fuck? And I've, I've tucked it back up again. I says, look, be fucking tidy by dash, mate. We've, we've grafted through your ceiling and it's no work to it. We need another night. Do you think you could keep stoom? He went, aye, fucking no problem. He went, what? He said, what? I said, look under your bed. And that's where all, all the rubble was. And he went, what? the fuck? I mean, that's right. <laughs> she said, it's all right. We'll have, we'll have that out of there in the morning. But the next day was, the next day was shower day, which meant the whole jail got showered. It was communal shower room. Yeah. The whole jail got showered. And then the next, the, that was on the Monday. And the Tuesday was communal uh, shower day. And then the Wednesday was cell search day. Mm. So we have come in for our work on the Wednesday. And we bumped into a couple of guys and they went, Big checkers been taken to the cell block. They 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 found the fucking they found the, the hole. So they took all the rubbish out. They been taking all the rubbish out and sacked and taking it to the Burma Road, the football field, and dropping all the rubbish in the ditches. You know, the rubbish that was lying under his bed. So how the fuck could it was a good? We had it, we had it done good. You know what I mean? So somebody must have snitched. So anyway, and he's a lovely big guy, big checker, as I say, he's a, he's a real nice, good big guy, man. Name Alice. No, I mean, just a big, friendly, easy-going guy that you could go and anybody. So he's locked up in the punishment block. They've got che- <laughs> I've dragged him away for a 10 They've got checkered in the punishment block. So we're back in the hall. We're like fucking demented again. Because they know it's us who's done it. So my brother Jim, he went, Says, fuck, we can't let him lie down there, Johnny. I went, we fucking can he? I said, I've been there for years, Jim. I said, oh, he'll be, he'll be there just shortly. One of you will be fine. Jim went, nah. He said, we can't do that. He said, that, that's no nice. He said, fuck's sake. He said, I'll tell you what we'll do. He said, we'll draw straws. The thieves will draw straws, and whoever gets a shorter straw can go down and put a horn up to it, put a hand up. And I was like, Fucking, you know, what, what, I, 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 even if I would have got the shortest straw, I wouldn't have put my fucking, I disagreed, I said, I need bother. So anyway, we drew the straws and my brother Jim's got the short straw. So anyway, we've, we've got these wee, we've got these wee tubes, the cigar tubes, and you put your tobacco in and put all your stuff in and you, and you pack them up your backside. And if you've gone to the cell block, you've always got a smoke or you've got whatever else. So Jim's went down to the, to the, to, to, the, to, the, to the office at the bottom of the A-hole with the guards all coming out. And uh, Jim says, I'd like, to, I'd like to see the head warden. 
and uh, the, the guards were quite curious, you know what I mean? What's up? And he went, go and tell the governor I want him, the, the head warden. So the governor, who at this time, another governor called Alfie Smith, he comes out and he's like to Jim, yeah, Jim, can you help me? And Jim went, yeah. He says, I'd just like to bring you the attention. He says, you've got the wrong guy in for the for, 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 for the attempt to the jailbreak. He said, that was me done that, Governor. He said, and I'd just like the guy to, 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 be, to, to be brought back into normal circulation. Because they had the guy done as a, a maximum security prisoner by this time, and it busted, I think they battered fuck out of as well. And uh, he was waiting on a VC coming to, to, to put him into further punishment, and not So, and, and the screws all kind of respected Jim for that, you know, and, and they really did, you know what I mean? And I thought, well, fucking, you know, sometimes they're not as fucking bad as, as they seem. You can see a different side. And, and Big Alfie Smith, the governor, says to Jim at the orderly room, says, right, Jim, I'm going to I'm going to trade Checker for you. He says, so he's getting released for, for the punishment block because you're now telling me that he, he's used his cell without him even knowing that he's got him set up to play cars in a, in a, in a, in a, in a cell. Jim said, that's right. And he went, well, he says, there's no many like you, Jim, in these extreme conditions. He says, you're a rarity. He says, but you know that was that bastard Johnny boy that done it and it should be fucking him it should be doing here. He says, but if you're taking a rap for it, then I'll be it. So they let Big Checker out and, uh, and, and of course, Jim done the, the 14 days fucking solitary confinement. But that was the way we were living. We were living with fucking, we're living with fucking animals. And you know, and, and to be and to be pinned up like that, you know, and it's fucking, it's, it's no nice at any any given time. You know what I mean, even you're on the run, you're fucking still pinned up, and it's, and it's no nice. You know what I mean? So, and all we could ever really think about was, oh, I could think about was fucking escape and, and the fucking murder and mayhem. I was never happy unless I was causing trouble. You know, could can I can I fill the gap in your life? You know what I mean? Because and it's a better existence being 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 being, being a prisoner. I mean. It's a really bad existence and, and for, for the extreme conditions. And the only way I could get through the sentence was, was causing trouble. I, I became alive. I felt like, ee ha And I was super fit. I, I, I was one of the skinniest guys in the neck. I was, I, I, was like, I was like a fucking circus act. My ma says I should have been in the circus. She said, oh, I see you fucking swinging through drain pipes and, and, and own pipes and bridges. She said, you'd have, been, you'd have done great in, in, the, in the circus, Johnny. And she was right. But uh, and that, that's 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 the way that's the way life became, and, and we kept on trying to escape. And, and, and I'll give you another example. I cut the bars again. I, I'd managed to get my pal to cut my bars while I was walking in the exit, while I was walking in the in the hall. Because if I if I was seen to be disappearing for too long, they would come looking for me, and and each of the cells. You know what I mean? So we finally got the bars done, and uh, me jump again, and a couple of the other guys. So it's it's not really a case of fucking dink dink dunk. It's all they're just lying ready to go and, and, and get these these things out. So I'm doing I'm doing another prisoner, a guy called John Gallagher, who was doing a life sentence um, for for murdering the butcher in the Glasgow Gallagate. And I said to Big John, who was a friend of the family, I says, "Can you do me a favour? Will you look after my photographs?" Because you, you had to get rid of your stuff because uh, uh, if the screws ever got it, they would fucking destroy it anyway. Do you know what I mean? So it was always good to, to get away. And I'm like, yeah. he said, okay, Johnny. 
So I went and gained this fella, I was just giving him my photographs, and this guy's came to the cell door and says, Johnny boy, he says, the screws just come out of your cell and shut the door over. And what do you mean shut it over? He says, actually fucking lock the door. We don't, you, you, you don't do that unless, unless somebody's in it. I went, never man, you fucking have I went, who? And he went, I'm up there. This, this fucking, this evil bastard, this screw, you know, his name is Tommy McGurum. He, that was, his real name was Tommy, Tommy McGurum, but his nickname was the Fairy Queen, right? And I went, really? So anyway, all the guys know fucking something's going down. Some of the cunts fucking, they're all looking at me, all the cons are all saying, fuck, the fuck's going to happen now? So the screw went away down to the, 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 the PO, principal officer, down at the bottom where all the screws had congregated. And he was seen, he was seen to be whispering to, to, to this old guard. And uh, uh, the, old, the old guard was, we were not really old, but the guard was overheard saying, don't fucking go near him. Leave it to lock up. We'll be locked up in 15, 20 minutes. Just fucking leave him and we'll, we'll deal with him then. Do not approach him. And then he's walked away. So I'm walking up, there's two sets of stairs and and, and, and each hall, you know, one taking up that way, one taking this side of the hall. And um, so I walk up and I walk by your gym. And Jim went, You okay? And I went, My fuck. And I said, I'll catch you some other time, bro. He said, Just keep it up. So I walked the line, I'm lifting my spy hole at my door. And I'm looking, there's no bars there. It's constructed bars out, this, this, this screw. And I went, Never, man, fucking hell. So I put the spy hole down and went to walk in the back in the, the wing. I didn't know what I was going to do. Walking in the gallery because my head was fucking all over the place. And he's grabbed me like that. He went, Come down the stairs with me. I'm in it. I went, right, Down the stairs with you, you fucking snitch. So I've cracked this cunt. And he's fell in, he's fell in the, he's fell in the, he's fell in the stairs. And I'm trying to kick him. And he's got my leg. And he's, and he's a strong bastard. He's trying to get back up. But he's ripped it. I hear a riot bell going by this time. He's ripped, he's ripped my jail shot off the, you know, the striped shots he get. The jail striped shot. He's told this fucking shot. I'm, I'm, I'm a wiry wee guy, yeah. So anyway, he's trying to hold me. They're all running up the stairs now. Right, bell is going, and all the cell doors are slamming because the screws are quick on the ball when there's trouble in the hall. Everybody's they're already a tutor, didn't they? They all know what to do next. They're all slamming as many. They don't care who many, how many people are in the cell as long as they can close the door to get everybody locked up so they can can try and control whoever's left out there. So anyway, I see my brother coming along. Jim's got a Jim's got a brush pole. I see him fucking. He's he's decking screws with us. He's decking the guards with us. Guards with us. This, this, this brush pole. And another pal, Big Tom Patterson. He's got the toaster for the for the cooker. Because each each lad, each each hole had a cooker for for the prisoners to make toast or whatever. I see him with a. He's bashing the screws with this fucking this toaster. <laughs> and another fella called Jimmy Burns, he, he, I don't know what he's got, but we're all, we're all fighting anyway. So on the, on, the, on the landing I'm fighting with the screws, there's a hot plate and there's 50 cells on the top flat and there's 50 cells on the landing I'm on. So there's 100, there's 100 cells between me and this hot plate, which means there's 100 steel bowls and 100 steel trays. So I'm up top of the hot plate and I'm 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 picking as I'm trying to pick off as many. I'm fucking flinging indiscriminately. I ain't even hot your jimmy one by accident. 
I'm up top of the hot plate, fucking flinging these steel bowls, and so they couldn't get to me. And this old, this old guy, Tommy Task Force, comes up and he went, hold that, fucking hold it. So they've got Jim in the deck and they've got, they've got the other boy, Tam Patterson and Jimmy Burns. So the screws have all got them, but I'm on top of this hot plate with these, these steel trays. And uh, this screw, Tommy Task Force, says, hold that, fucking hold it, Johnny boy. There'll be no repercussions, there'll be no brutality. Just let me take you, take you down to the cell block. The, the damage is fucking done. You're, you're not going anywhere. You've had another dash and, and, and it's failed. So just fucking calm down. Put the fucking steel trays, put the steel trays and the, and the bowls down. So anyway, that, that was that was the only, the only solution because I, I, I couldn't have stayed up there fucking much longer without getting clubbed down. So I, and I, I held myself into him. He took me his cell, didn't the cell, but we near near our screws there. So I gave him a bit of credit for for being honest in that way, but they were just desperate to get me back then. So Jim and the other boys, they end up in solitary confinement for six months and I get sent back to the cages. The governor said in the cages, he said, what the fuck's happening here, man? He said, what are you here for now? And I went, fuck all, nothing. Oh, you don't get sent here for nothing. You must have tried to escape. And I went, get, your, just get yourself to fuck. So anyway, he's like to me, he says, right, meal times, he says, what would you want for your dinner? Would you like, uh, lamb chops or, or, or fish now at lamb chops. I said, Yeah, you having a fucking laugh. He went, No, 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 no. I said, No, honestly. No, I've never seen a fucking lamb chop in any prison I've ever been in. And I don't I wasn't a, I was never a great eat meat I wasn't a great meat eater. I couldn't swallow meat for, for some reason in my life. I could chew it then spit it out. Mm. So anyway, the goat came in and, 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 and to prove to me that they weren't making a fill of me, they did this fucking these lamb chops and there's, and there's a big old plate and she's in the cages and there's, there's big fish that probably caught in Inverness fresh fish for the, for, the, for the sea so I mean I'll take you to chops grass body the chop bones and, and they're good for digging through the walls with the old chop bones you know what I mean <laughs> I said I'll have you I'll have you chop bones and, he, and, he, and, he, and he's like ah I said before, before you would have liked him so I kept I kept some of the chop bones I kept and I put them down, down, down my wee loincloth. I could have I only had a wee loincloth and a pair of homemade slippers on, made out of blanket. And they started using the chop bones for but they found they end up they found they found where I was digging and then he was like a couple of days later, you want fish and chops? And I went, Yeah, the chops again. There was no bones with this time, eh? But anyway, I goes back to fucking Peter Reed Prison. We hear this much. I goes back to Peter Reed Prison. And the guys are all like, oh, you're on the punishment block again. Oh, I'm fucking glad to have you back. You know, and the place is all covered in shite. And fucking, we're on the dirty protest. And, and the trick was, not only just to keep it smeared in your cell walls, was to take it outside and fucking scud, scud them, you know what I mean? So when they opened the cell door, they would bolt. They would be hiding out the road because we would come out and lob the shit bombs high up onto the ceilings or high up onto, or into the keyholes. Think right into the keyholes where they had the and on the handle of the doors and so anyway somebody says to me hey, you want any old papers I like to read Johnny when you have a paper I said, I've not fucking seen a paper for long enough so I'm looking at this fucking this, this newspaper article and there's this I know it was a coo or a sheep with fucking two heads and five, 15 legs and it was a different colour and I went what the fuck's this and they're only about a Chernobyl disaster yeah and all the fucking, all the animals are all contaminated. Oh, the fuckers are giving me the lamb chop. 
That's when they gave me the fucking lamb chops. I went to see what happened. I went, yeah, fuckers, man. I said, that's what I've been eating. Contaminated fucking meat. Cause it, was, <laughs> it was all over. It was all over Europe, wasn't that? Yeah, I and remember there was a, it, yeah. There was a massive, massive story about it all over the world, how how plants were fucking growing 10 times their size and coos were all fucking different shapes and sizes and everything that was natural to us but became unnatural. And that's what they've done, Sean. They, they're fucking feeding me on contaminating chops, the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my mind's still trying to process all of this. It's like elements of Shawshank, elements of Escape from Alcatraz. I mean, it's just a, a massive action-packed story you've got here. Um, one of the things that you touched on earlier was that your escapes were motivated by guard brutality. Yeah. Can you describe like what some of the worst situations the guards did to you were? Yeah. Well, I've seen me in um, body belts being kicked about a cell, eh? And not only about me, but your tongue. Seen me in body belts, and I was, I, I, mean, I was quite clever at getting away from body belts. I had a key, I made a key actually put up inside a Parker pen because the key in the inside of a Parker pen is exactly the same size a key that the, that the guards use for the handcuffs. Only difference is got a wee notch on it, so you make two notches, one bigger than another. And I had this key and I had it up there for years. I could, I could eat for years, I could, I could eat, I had it with me everywhere I went. Until such time they stopped putting handcuffs on me, could, they, they thought I was that much a genius that they wouldn't put handcuffs on me. I could have kept taking them off. So I had this, I had this, I made this key, the inside of a Parker pen, used a razor blade to cut it and, and shape it, you know. And um, so I end up, they end up they wouldn't put handcuffs on me because I would take the handcuffs off and use them for digging through the walls. But they couldn't fucking work out how I was getting them off. They just thought I was some sort of genius. Or else they'd have me handcuffed with the, with the pens in the, the punishment block. There's three three pens for, for, for individual prisoners to exercise. Maybe maybe one of the pens is the size of his room, maybe one a wee bit bigger, maybe one the same size again. But there's a catwalk and, and, and the guard walks up and round so he can see into, into all three pens. He, he's looking above you, it's something like the fucking something like the dark ages. Anyway, they've got me in the handcuffs I've already took the handcuffs off, so I've put them back on and broke them. And I've took the key out and I've unlocked it and I've took them off and I've tossed them right over the, the roof that we rioted on. And then the exercise here when, when all the prisoners were out doing their exercise and I could hear them all cheering and shouting, Johnny boy! So they, they all thought I was some sort of so, some sort of escape artist, but really, you just have to be clever and, 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 and be desperate, do you know what I mean? And you put the, you can buy the two things together and you can get results, you know what I mean? And then, you know, I had to, I, I, I had, I, I had to keep going, and I was always looking for fucking trouble. I was looking for ways out. You know, I always looked to dig somewhere. I, I, I had to keep myself going. And then my brother Joseph got done for, for the ice cream wars. Him and T. C. Campbell, who were in about nineteen eighty four, and I've spent about fucking four, five, six years or something. The best time, four or five years, the best time, and 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 solitary. And the only time I'm out is fucking when I'm breaking out of solitary or breaking through cell doors and, and whatever. And uh, Joseph and um, T.C. Campbell, the guy who was done for, 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 for the for in the bet in the jailbreak. The guards, yeah. Yeah. So Tommy and Joe's done for for for, for the murder of six members of one family. What? Which, which was causing a 
it was caused by a fire in a stairwell, a common stairwell, where somebody lit a, a, a cupboard, set a cupboard on fire, and I don't know if it was tires or something in the cupboard, but it wiped out six members of this poor family, kids and everything. So I'm in the cell block at this time, me and Jim, and I'm fucking never, man, fucking never, never, horror stories are never going to fucking end. Now my mother's up, but my dad's dead at this time. He's he's fucking, he's passed away. He's done his own escape up the road or down the road, whatever the fucking went hell. So I'm like, never, man, my mother, my mother, fucking, because she's demented with us, the, 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 the way we're living, and she's demented with what's happening with Joseph. And it's fucking, it's a massive, it's the biggest mass murder, murder in, in modern times. When, when Joseph and Tommy get done, and, you know, and, and later proved to be fucking fitted up with the same serious crime squad that wanted us to fit the coppers up in the Bologna prison, it was the exact same mob that fitted him up. You know, so I don't know what was payback to for him. But anyway, I, I went down to, I went down to visit Joseph, I went down to visit your Joe, and uh, we've got a visit together. I'm Andy Gallagher, the governor of Slasher, he's let us have a wee talk. Because you know, cause he knows I'm I'm trying to fucking try to console Joseph because Joseph Joseph's younger than me, but you know, he, he was never, never really like us in that sense. Joe Joe was a do man. Joe was into his pigeons all his life, and and was just probably probably a wee bit of gang fighting here and there. But nothing nothing too serious. So when I'm doing see, I'm up in the cages, but this time again, they got me back the cages again. So I'm doing to Bellini. I'm doing as a witness for a friend of mine, a guy called Matt Louie, who broke a broke a guard's nose. Even though I wasn't there, I was still his fucking character witness. He cited me as a witness. He said he wasn't that type of guy. And the screws were telling lies. So when I'm doing in Bellini, Andy Gallagher let me go, let me go and see Joseph. And then he also says to me, Is your is your, does your mother know you're here? And I went, Nah, my mother doesn't know I'm here. I said, I'm, I'm just doing for the cages and I'm going to ask for, for a witness. So, well, I, I can guarantee, he says, uh, if your mother comes down to visit you tonight, she'll get in. I went, my mother doesn't even know I'm here. He went, we'll see what happens. And then we were getting to talk to her, Joe, and Joseph managed to get me a couple of the old steel Gillette razor blades. You know, the old the old Gillette ones, the old bands away back in the day. Gillette, the best a man can get. Best a man can get. So, I've got them, and I've got them packed, and I've got them in the wee tube, and I've Man, Joe, them up the ass, right? And I've and I've had a talk with Joe, and and and, and I, I'm trying to console him. Do you know what I mean? He's in fucking tatters. Do you know what I mean? He's not fucking old, Johnny. I fucking never, never harmed anybody like my life. I said, well, Joe, there's fuck all we can do about it. There's only thing we do is try and escape, mate. He says, that's the only thing we can fucking do, and and take the case to take the case to the outside world, take the case back to them. You know, take take the fight back to them. So anyway, I goes back to. I go back to the cages and I've got the razor blade. I'm up there with another guy, a guy called Bill Very. He's an Australian and Big Bill was up there. Um, he, I think Bill was in a 20 year. So I've got a bit of hacksaw blade and a couple of razor blades. But a hacksaw blade isn't it for, isn't it for, isn't it for metal. It's, a, it's a, for woodwork. But nevertheless, it's still a bit of blade. So when I was in the cages, your, your cages, it's just a, a set of bars, like an American-style type dealer. Bars split. Bars probably about an inch in diameter. Each bar, and then you've got the you've got the beam. You know, maybe cut when she's sick. And, and, and the cage door can only open in American style again. Yeah, a big sliding bolt outside and the, the corridor, but the screws can only get access to. 
So I've got this razor blade, and it's the same applies in the cage. You're not allowed nothing in your cage. You're not even allowed a comb. You're not allowed a toothbrush. But the strange thing is, Sean, on the outside of your cage, on the wall, head level, if you're standing in your cage, you're looking at it, there's a mirror. And so every time you're looking at a mirror, all you see is yourself behind bars. And a kind of psychological effect. I always thought there was a fucking camera hidden behind it, you know. So you're not allowed to shave in your cage. You're not allowed to have a toothbrush. You're not even allowed a comb in case you use a weapon. So I've got the... And, you, and your toilet's outside, your your, your your toilet cubicle's outside, this a, a wee half a door where the screws can see in. And, and of course, you've got a piss pot. And um, so I managed to unscrew a brass screw nail for the back of the, the piano hinge on the back of the toilet door. Screwed this probably an inch or two inch, this big thick screw, screw nail. And I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put the razor blade back, back out to the sink as if I'd been just cleaning up. And I've got this screw nail, so I managed to get it in into my cage. And I've got the razor blade out one weekend when the screws are away for, for a longer period. So in the cage there's a steel there's a steel um there's a steel 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 table, steel steel chair, steel table and chair. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking at the bars and I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna have a fucking dash to cut through these bars. So I put the razor blade on the edge of the table, right, just on the very edge of the table, and started striking it repeatedly with, with a brass screw nail, and kept turning it over and striking and striking, so that it became, it became serrated, you know, like a like a like a cutting blade. And that's how I sawed through the bars up my cages. But every time, every time, it, it, you can only do it when you feel the bite and, and it slid. And that's when you knew you had to take it back out again and repeat it. Strike, strike it repeatedly again to, to, to get get this, this teeth effect back there. So I've cut through the whole fucking bar, and this other guy, he's got a razor blade, and plus he's got that other bar blade. But I've got my bar, I've got one of my bars cut, and I'm thinking, I've cut it at an angle, but I'm going to use it for, for graphing through the wall so we can get, can get away. So I've only cut one side of the bar, because I'm thinking, I'll bend this, I'll bend this back and forward. Fucking, look at the mistake I made, man. I swear to God, man, I was like fucking two pun. I had to put my feet on the bars and bend this thing to go back. I had to put my back against it and my feet, my hands, and push it back, then it was bent back. I just on the bar and put a towel over it and jump, ding, and then go underneath it and push it back up again. And it fucking, it made, it seemed like it came off, it made one hell of a pop. It was just somebody hit the bars with a hammer and I went, what the fuck? I must have heard it a whole deal. So I need to cut us. I'm, I'm outside the cage and I'm, I've got that mirror off. That's the first thing I went for. I shall fucking check this out right now. And and there was nothing behind the mirror. Mm. But that's how I saw through the bars. With the, with the, and, and the screws couldn't believe it. They said, they, were, they said the bars were uncuttable. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So that was that was where your life went. That was how that's how I lived, and that that was my that was that was that that kept me sane. Do you know what I mean? Even though it made made me no gone somewhere, just graphing through one one into another fucking empty cell. It just didn't matter. It was just the, the, the sheer hell of getting them doing that. So anyway, I'm in the cages for the for the sixth time, and you're only meant to be there three times because that is the last resort. Uh, and they say the next steps at the mental hospital. And my brother Jim says to me, he says, you need to watch Johnny. And quite a lot of people say to me, you, you really need to fucking watch, mate. You know, these cunts will put you in a house. I've never seen nothing like you. They don't, they don't know what to fucking do with you. See, you're climbing out your fucking pens and fucking out your cell doors during the night and fucking through bars and tunnels and fucking ceilings. See, they cunts ever seen anything like you, Johnny. And so, and so, and so you see, see, you hear people talking like that, 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 that set a wee bit of fear in you. Because you had an idea that that would be the only way they could fucking really get rid of me and shut me up if they put me in a mental hospital. Because it used to say to me at times, you know, you're going to end up in a fucking mental hospital. And I would say, yeah, you know what? I'll just fucking escape with the fucking patients. I'll just take the money away and we'll just fucking run them out. I don't give a fuck. But I did give a fuck. I, I was fighting, you know what I mean? To, 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 to think that that could possibly happen in my life, you know? When, especially when I wasn't mentally ill. I was a fucking hot, wasn't he? So anyway, I'm in the cages for the sixth time, and the governor there, a guy called Mr. Ben, he says, um, he says, you've been here six months, Johnny. He said, and you're still not letting up. He says, you're fucking sawing bars, you're digging through, you're digging through cell walls with chop bones, you're fucking sawing bars with razor blades. He says, this is the end to your fucking talent. He says, um, and we don't know what to do, because you're not going back to Peary Prison, don't want you? He said, they can't want you. They need jail in Scotland, no, they want nothing to do with you. And I was like, I don't fucking know where, what are you thinking about me? It doesn't matter the fuck where I go, I'll still carry on. He said, well, need to go and eat this up because you're going to end up in a mental hospital. He said, but you're definitely not going back to, back to Peary Prison. He says, that's a no-no. And, uh, but Jim, Joseph had been sentenced by this time. Joseph's up, Joseph's, Joseph's, no. Oh, I go back to Peter Heed, sorry, for the last time, and Jim Jim and he meets me with the governor. The governor says, I'm going to have a visit with your brother Jim, because Joseph had been sentenced to life. So Joseph was going to Perth prison, which was a, was, was a penitentiary. It's, a, it's the only penitentiary in Scotland, the old Perth prison that still exists and still runs to this day. So Jim's, um, Jim's, Jim's going to go to Perth. We're getting splitting up. And he says, uh, I said, well, what, my brother Joseph? He said, Jimmy, he said, they're going away. He says, because we've got it for the second estate for Scotland, that use free will never be allowed in any one prison at any one time. He says, so they two are gone and, and you're and you're fucking, you're, you're, you're staying. So I went to the cages, just after they caught me breaking up my cell door during the night, me and, a, me and another wee fella, a guy called Peter Wardlaw. The thing about the cell doors was, they, they sell doors back and back to the prison. There's a gap, like so, 
I get told it was for putting medicine under many years ago, but then a guy says, no, that was, that's when they put the, they used to put the, the, the hammocks under the bed. You kept your hammock outside your bed, so they had this gap under them in the cell door. And each cell door had, had well, security prisoners, we were category prisoners. They had, um, they, had they had bolts, big steel bolts on your door. But when you stood in, if you stood inside my cell and shut the door over, I could see where the bolts had been rammed home. I could see see the gap. So I managed to steal a screws, uh, one of the guards' steel forks, an eating utensil. And uh, we'd, done a, we'd done a trial run. During the recreation period, my pal held the lockdown and pulled the door over. And I put the steel fork through the gap in the door to, to, the, to the two prongs opened. The bolt to the, to, to the two prongs came into contact with the bolt. And then I turned it. And I pulled it out and I put it down. And I turned it. And I pulled it to the side. And, I, and, I, and I've, got the, I've got the two fucking bolts off. So, so I know we can do it. Christ. So, and I've also got a crowbar. The, the bolts, the bolts, were, I thought the bolts were the hardest thing to do because I've got to graft through, I've got to take the lock off. And you can't even take the lock off because the lock's on the outside of the door. You can only take the big steel plate. You've got a thick steel plate with a with 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 big brass, trans-brass tongue that slots into it. I mean, I saw a fella, a guy called Peter Wardlaw. <coughs> He's nicknamed the Bald Eagle. He was a um, he, he was a kind of Scottish freedom fighter, and and, and they get done on about the same time we we get done for the, for the escape from Blenny. They get caught with firearms and fucking bombs, and you know they they were wanting fucking blast pipes away up and down the Scottish pipes for Scotland to England. They were you know want want freedom for Scotland that sort of thing. So me and him decide like we'll have a fucking dash. So I know I can get my bolts open. And he's he knows he can his bolts open. So he's not got the fork that I've got. He's used it some other sort of utensil and he, he was kinda of stuck. So I've got the crowbar that we got for the for the for the works and took this took the took the whole back plate off after after quite some time. So and my brother and all my pals, they're all they're all playing music underneath their doors. They're putting their radios down a bit so that they, to drown the noise out. Because we're on the third flat and 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 the screws and a desk away, away doing in the bottom flat. So anyway, I've got the I've I've walked the spy. I've made a dummy and put it on my bed. <clears throat> Give me a bit of hair and a bit of blanket that could always come in to check because because we were security prisoners. And I've blocked the two spy holes up while I was grafting in case one of the one of the guards came in and saw what I was up to. So anyway, I've got this fucking door open. And all the sawdust is all the sawdust is all underneath the door, but I've swept it all inside and under my bed, and I put the two bolts back, and it, it just looks as if there's nothing wrong. Cause you can't even see the damage to the lock because there's bit of the locks on the inside. So I'm going to the gallery, and I'm saying to my brother, I'm fucking chopping the door all the way along, and I was like, "We Peter Warlord the bald eagles," and I went, "What's happening?" He went. I fucking can't get out, Johnny. I, I can't get it. I'm fucking stuck. Just go, just go and get your fucking cell away. And I went, oh, fuck, I'm fucking get rid of this again. I said, I'll help you. So I'm battling. I'm getting his bolts. He, he jammed these fucking bolts with all the, all the pressure that he'd been put on them. We used them other truly used. So anyway, I've got these bolts on. And I went, well, let's go. So we're, we're going up the stairs. We've got to go to the top. We've got to go to the top tier. Because we've got a, we've got a bar spreader for spreading the big arch, big arch windows. 
So we're up there and we've got the, we've got this one, we're just about to spend the bars and, and, and this guy presses his this guy presses his his, his doorbell and Alexa screws down, down, down the stair. So we're fucking like never man. So we we we've got to run along hiding the archway, a dark archway. Yeah. And we hear the screws come up when they're at this fella's door and he's like, right, see what's up and he went, I need my tablets. He went, you've already been getting your tablet. This guy was on um, Warfarin tablets because he, he needed it to, to thin his blood. The guy called Shug Restrict. The funeral, big show Restrict. So we couldn't go to his door and say, stop fucking pressing your door. Could we, we couldn't tell anybody we were out there at fucking 10 o'clock at night. Whole jails that were locked up. So, and each time we went back, this bastard was kicking his door. And he's shouting under the door, you fucking arsehole! I want my medication! So anyway, they've come up, and uh, by this time, the type of, I could do went by with this fucking fruitcake fucking crashing his door. And the shift's changing. So the shift that's on, they're, they're now sw swapping over. And so when this shift comes in, they, their first priority is to, to check check all the category of prisoners, the maximum security prisoners. So I'm in this archway, and I can see my cell door down there on the third flat, and I'm, I, I'm at the top. And I, I looked down, and I went, never, man. I said, fucking no way. And the screw's shouting through the spy hole. Clear that spy hole, Steel. Come on, get up, get up away from the spy hole till I see you. And I went, never, Peter, man. I fucking forgot to take the fucking paper down. And if I took the paper down, he, he would have seen, he he seen what he thought was me. I went, never fucking hell. So he's radioed in. He's radioed in for the, for the other guards to come. He, thinking, this comes up to something. So they're all coming lying. I'm, I'm, I'm watching them in his dark archway. I'm in the dark archway. <laughs> I'm watching them. And he's like, right, I'll, like, right, I'll fucking sort him out. So he's pulled the two bolts back and went like to go with his key. To open the door, the fucking door swung open a wee bit, and I went like, what the fuck? So they put the door back over, and they're whispering amongst each other. And I went to Peter, I said, fucking all over now, man. I went, oh, you cunt. So I've looked up and I've seen me, I had a big crowbar, fucking tossed it down, bounced it off the railings, and it's spinning and it's cracking after the cotton. We were talking about fucking back at 10, 11 o'clock at night this time, and all the cons are all cheering, oh, me, me, Peter Wardlaw. So after that, he's a bit like cages. Never come back. You're never <laughs> allowed in this <laughs> Yeah. And while I was in the cages, they went, we're, we're going to need to try and do something, Johnny. It's fucking, we're going to try and fucking, but they can't watch it. There's no prison going to accept this. I've been in touch with Edinburgh, the prison sovereign governor in Edinburgh, and I've asked him to give me some of his worst prisoners, and he'll take you, and he's like, no fucking, I, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so anyway, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a place in Bellini Prison a quite quite a quite a place it was um the Bellini Special Unit, which is um which is segregated for the rest of the jail. It's just like a punishment block within. It's much like the Peter Heed punishment block, exact same amount of cells almost, the same sort of setup. And um, it, but it's it's segregated. It's got the same big war in it, and um, a psychiatrist came to see me. Um, Five or six guards came to see me who who, who told me they were for the bloody special unit, <clears throat> and um, a psychologist came to see me and they went, Well, you know, you're in a fucking series, but a trouble here, Johnny. 
you know, they're, they were decent, you know, they're fucking, they're, they spoke to me, no one in the cage, they took me out and they sat across the desk, just talking away. So you, you realise how much trouble you're in here, don't you? And, and, you know, and it's getting to the stage you now that the Secretary of State's wanting fucking, wanting something done. And, and they don't care what's getting done, they just want, they need you to the system. They've never fucking, they've never seen nothing like it. And uh, he went, so, we, we're running a place to new Johnny. He says, and we'd like you, we'd like you to be part of it because we think you would benefit of that. <clears throat> and I went, yeah, well, what would that be? See the bunny special in it. And I went, hey, I ain't no fucking. They called it a nutcracker suite. I said, I ain't fucking no nutcracker. So you might fucking try to get yourself in it, man. Get yourself sorted before you fucking thinking about worrying about me. Fucking, you're running the fucking jail. You just got to need the help, no fucking me. And uh, he said, well, we we think you could you could benefit it, Johnny. He says, um, and it's, it all runs on trust. The, the place runs on trust. You know, you get your visitors and you, your, your family can come and visit you and they can visit in your cell, you know, in your cell, in your, in your actual prison cell. Um, everybody, everybody, go to go with everybody. There's only, there's no more than any, any, any given time there was eight people there. So it was small numbers we were dealing with. And, and this fucking, this place had people from all over the world come to it, Sean. You're talking fucking governors from West Germany, Canada, America. In fact, we had a psych, one of the top psychiatrists from America come here. And uh, he was off a hunt fucking here. This country wasn't for budging. He was off a hang them and flog them. You know, you're, you're, you're the American kids are. You're like, you've got your scope. You've got fucking, you've got fucking room for scope here. You just can't fucking... To look people away and, and know you try and offer any fucking help, you know what I mean? You end up needing fucking help yourself. So, anyway, they, they gave me the rundown on it. He says, Well, you can escape forever you want, Johnny. He says, But I'm hoping for what, what you see doing here and what you see and what you what you can hope, what we can hope you expect to get out of this, that'll be your escape. He said, Because you're quite a you're quite a talented guy. He says, we know you're, you're singing your songwriting and, and you're doing a lot of writing verse. He says, but we, we're hoping that we can take you and, and, and put you into this environment. He says, the only fucking thing is, how, how do we take you for here? We can't take you for occasion, put you into a fucking, put you into a living room. He says, it's just going to be under house arrest, he says. And the way you've been living, he says, your head's got to be fucked up because you're, you're, you're going to be severely fucking institutionalised. You're the most punishing, most disruptive prisoner that I've ever fucking. And your record's fucking. We laugh when you see how the fuck can that be one man's record? So that was a kind of attitude towards me. He said, "Would we like you put this life behind you and let us take you on board and see if we can get in to help you?" And I went, "Well, who's all there?" And he went, "Which well, guys that you know?" He said, "That cunt that murdered the midget. He's in there." Oh man! He said, "Cokey's there." I wondered what happened to the maniac. Of okay, what happened to the maniac? Cokey's oh, there. Cokey's there, and 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 um, we Bobby Brody's there. That the fellow that was fighting with the governor and slashed the governor, and he slashed him and whatever. Donald Donald Forbes there. Old Donald's an old fella, but he 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 actually survived death row. Old Donald, he got hung back in the back in the fifties, sentenced to death back in the fifties, and he got a reprieve because. Some of the some of the some of the old crew, the old the, the old the old mafia crew, had set up a prostitute to 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 to, to get in touch with him in death row, and 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 they arranged a fucking they arranged a wedding, and so he so he got married to her, and only because he got married that he got the reprieve. I mean that was a, it was a master stroke, you know. 
So anyway, as you know, okay, I'll have a dash, man. Fuck it. Nothing else to lose. And uh, so they're, they're taking me away. I'm sitting in the back of this. I'm expecting a heavy duty escort with all the guards. He went, jump in the back of that fucking jump in there. And then he went, I'm the fucking back seat of that motor. I went, whose motor is it? He said, it's my own motor. He said, just jump in the back. He said, you're fucking killed. Worry about nothing. I'm panicked. He said, everything's fine. That fucking paddle was ripping out of me. I didn't know it was in the nut house fucking. I, I'm saying, I'm in the fucking nut house. I'm at, mm-hmm. Is this really happening? And he's like, no, you'll be fine. He said, no, he said, just, I just want you to relax. And they, and they drove all the way from Inverness to, to Berlin with me sitting in the back seat of the car with, with, with a couple of three other screws and, and the motor right there. But I wasn't handcuffed or nothing, you know. So he's like, right, just relax, Johnny. And I'm thinking, Berlin, I'm thinking, oh, these fuckers, man, I'm going to get killed. But the Berlin special unit had the Zane governor, had the Zane staff. So the staff in Berlin, the, 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 the guards in Berlin prison and the governors and the mainstream in Berlin prison, couldn't you just come into the Bellini special unit the foot as <laughs> the foot written permission to work that one? <laughs> so they need the written permission to get into the and you see us. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not bullshitting you. <laughs> they didn't really need the fucking written permission. Just as much as any of the screws and any of the guards that was in the Bellini special unit or in the governor, couldn't you just waltz into those are two separate jails. We we two 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 entirely different sets of rules. You know, fucking one was most extreme and one was most humane. And when, when I walked in there, you know, I'm through the big fucking gates and I thought, no, because it's, it's, it's always a memory that haunts you going through a prison gate. And you never know if it's the last time it's ever going to happen, but it just seems to haunt you. So anyway, I walked into the Berlin Special and all the boys <clears throat> and the guys that I knew back in the day, back in the punishment block, back in the cage, the last time I seen more all covered in shit. Or fighting with screws and fucking writing and you know the usual. And they're all there and they've all got their own clothing on, they're all fucking they're all well tanned and fucking I'm like, what the fuck's happening? Oh, it's so healthy. And I'm and that was that was that was kinda of hard to take in and it was fucking frightening that because I really didn't know if I was back in the cages fucking hallucinating. I didn't know what the fuck was going on in my life. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And Cokie's like, just fucking Johnny, honest mate, fucking just calm your eyes, you'll, you'll be fine. And I'm like, what the fuck, who's that? And he went, I see that big stone face for Peter, he'd one of the girls. And I went, that bastard, what's he doing here? I'm going to attack that cunt. And Cokie went, Johnny, he's not the guy you think he is. He said, we used to call him the biggest dog in the fucking jail. He's never put a prisoner on the port in his life. I went, really? You know, what the fuck do you want? He's, he's just got one of the faces you love to hate. And, and you start to imagine he's the worst screw. And Koki says, he's actually fucking a big gentleman. And, and, and I talked that it was fucking true. They, they, they really were, you know what I mean? Because they get a chance to be themselves. You couldn't be a, you couldn't be a jail guard in that particular special unit. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have survived. They fucking, you'd have voted out the door. And I, I'm not kidding you on. If anything went wrong in that unit, if you were upset, say, say fucking I ate your, your steak pie or something, or, 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 or I'd used the washing machine too many times for your lightning, and somebody would call a special meeting to, to defuse a situation. Do you know what I mean? So that's how they dealt with things in special. If somebody was unhappy, rather than let it fester, you know, and, and build up to such times that people fucking explode. I had to be dealt with there then, and you had to you had to attend the meetings. So anyway, 
when 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 I arrived there and um, the, the school said to me, do you want me to go and get your mother? And I'm like, I fucking don't believe this. I'm just in fucking cages. And he said, do you want me to go and get your mother, Johnny? And I went, you went, my mother? And he went, I can go and get your mother. I went, you want me to go and get her? Give me the give me the address and I'll go and pick her up and bring her down. And, and that's exactly what they done. They brought, they brought my wee man. She she was no well at the time. She uh, went for a hysterectomy. Mm. So she she was quite novel and, and Joseph no longer was in his fucking life and of course my dad's dead uh, mm. and me and Jim still fucking managing the fucking prison system. So it turned out that it was like being under house arrest. It was like being in an old tenement building. And my ma used to come up and say, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a pot of soup, Johnny. Does any, anybody want some? And my mum make a big pot of soup and just shout up. To the gallery. That, that's a soup ready if anybody's interested. And and and, and, and mincing potatoes or steak pies or stew. And and that's why that's why people lived in there. It was like just been under house arrest. So the school says to me, Yeah, yeah. I says, so you want that you want that bed with you here? And I went, well, where am I gonna fucking put in this place? He said, Well, I don't know. He said, well, you maybe maybe think of something. Yeah, I said, what, am I allowed a bed? And he went, no, I don't see why. No, Johnny. So I ordered, I ordered the van bed. I said to my family and my friends, but you want to get me a, get me a divan bed? And he went, you fucking having a laugh? I went, no. And uh, I didn't want the divan bed after I got it. And I went, fuck, it's taking up too much room in the cell. Can I sell it? cells on that big, Melanie? And I went, no, fuck that. I said, you can get me a corner unit. You want any corner suites? No. And my mum went, you know, is that what you're wanting? I went, yeah, but they were also pulled down beds there. And, uh, and I went, fuck, I, I, I can do practically what I want in here. So I wallpapered, I've actually wallpapered, I put the wallpaper up with me, me and my pal and our prisoner, me and Bally, he, yeah, he died in the unit, I couldn't be going on. And Bally was in for murder my pal of mine in the gangland fight, you know what I mean? Fucking hell, oh, I've a mix up. Anyway, I said to my pals, my wee crew for Airdrie, I went, I fancy, a, I fancy a, a fireplace. And they went, what kind of fireplace, Johnny? I went, I don't know, it's a fucking, it's a nice brick fireplace where I could fucking stick an electric fire in there. I can just fucking sell the prison. Because there's no pipes in these cells. I know what the, there's no pipes in the, this part of the prison. So uh, the wee crew for Airdrie come up and uh, they've got all this facing brick and they've built this, they've built this fireplace. It looked really nice when, when it was, yeah, when they first done it, and the electric fire and it fucking plugged in and, and the electric wee glow, you know what I mean, just sitting there. And they then decided I didn't want the fireplace, so I, 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 fucking, I broke this thing up with a fucking mallet and shortened it and put it against the short wall rather than against the big wall, and it looked a lot better. Then I went, <laughs> I said, I, I could be doing my mirror. And so the governor said, yeah, what? I said, I could be doing my mirror. He went, we'll call a meeting, he says, and see if we can get one. So I called a special meeting. And uh, I said, that that sells too wee. I said, it looks too small to me. I said, so I'd like to order a mirror so that I could put it on my cell wall below the windows and make make the place look fucking spacey. I thought they were going to chase me and knock me back. He says, yeah, he said, well, OK, where are you going to get the mirror? And I went, I don't know, I need to order it. I went, well, you want to do that, it makes you, makes you happy and you, it makes you feel settled in. And just carry on, see any reason why not. So I, I phoned this, 
I phoned this shop in the Gallowgate in Glasgow, these guys that sell, sell, sell mirrors. So I've got the measurements and I don't know, maybe fucking six feet by, six feet by, by four feet. And the guy went, I said, I need a mirror. And I said, this is the sizes. And I says, and um, I also need four holes, dog, and that. And he's like, ah, oh, that's no problem. He says, let's give me your address. I went, he's in prison in Berlin. And he said, I said, we've got a fucking widow on the phone here. <laughs> he said, I said, no, I said, I'm, I'm being serious. He went, fuck off, fucking, I'm fucking fanning you. And I went, no, look, I said, I'm fucking being serious with you. I said, there's a jail number, phone this number, and it'll take you through to the governor. I said, and, and, and the governor explained to you. I said, no, I said, I'm in, I'm in a wee unit here. And he went, really? So they phoned the governor, and the governor went, aye, that's right, he, he's wanting a mirror in. And they came up and they fitted the mirror up. So anyway, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really like this fucking, I didn't really like this fireplace. But this time, I want shorty up. So my old pal, old Dan, old Dan Fierd, the old Godfather, he says, "You want a nice fireplace, Johnny?" Now, when I don't want, I don't want a brick one. I said, "I just take up too much room." And I meant to bring you the photographs, didn't to show you this. Actually, James English has got the photograph and, and to show you this photograph of me sitting in my cell, the fucking stolen Adam's fireplace, the fireplace. I'd, I'd lain my pals, I'd lain my pals stash for, for long enough. So he says, I can bring you a nice fireplace up, Johnny. He said, but I need it back. He said, and it's fucking hot. He said, you would do me a favour, keep that in here. I can maybe would ever suspect it to be in here. And I went, yeah, fucking, I said, you, you, you for real? And he went, yeah. So they brought this big Adam's fireplace up the stove for a baronial house in fucking Ireland. I mean, they, 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 they're in all the time and they're dealing. dealing. Hey, what a fucking fireplace it was, uh. So anyway, I decided I don't want a bed anymore. I decided I'm going to build a bed on, on my ceiling, you know, that, that much away from my ceiling and put it on runners, king-size bed, and that way I could have a lot more room. And um, and I've also got a CB in it this time. My pal's put me on a CB, so I'm in contact. The CBs were on the go at the time. Radios. The CB yeah. radio, aye. So I, and I'm called the Glaswegian. That's my handle. And I used to communicate with, with every country, my jail cell. That was all gallivanting about all the, all the country. So about about the about the about the bed, about a king size bed on the ceiling, and and as I say, James English has got the actual photograph of me sitting at this fucking this big this big Adam's fireplace. So I decided I didn't I didn't I didn't like the colour of the fucking fireplace. I've also built a, a false floor. You walk in my cell down there's a wee hole and there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a it rises up again and there's a, a trap door in there, you know, for stashing stuff. And uh, so I've got I've got all the wood all stained and varnished a lovely rosewood. No, 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 it's kinda of cheery and I can warm up, you know what I mean? But this fucking big Adam fireplace, I was sitting there, man, like fucking as if his fucking face was tripping that it was dark and dreary. Now I went, I don't like that fucking colour at all, man. I said, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll sort that out. So I've got the sander out, and I, I blasted this fucking thing back to his, <laughs> back to the bare wood. I don't know if I'm a fucking boxing. I blasted the thing back to his bare wood and put the put the, the stainer on it, the rosewood stainer, and the varnish. So Dan, the man's come up, he's come up to see me. Could you see that here? I've done on my, done, done the cell up. And he's been looking up and he's went, fucking wow, is that a fucking clever idea, Johnny? And his wee eyes were rubbing about the room and they fell on the fireplace and they went, what? 
fuck? He's a big bright red fucking Adam. Suddenly turned, <laughs> he's went fucking hell, Johnny. He said, You're fucking devalued it, you crazy oh. bastard, you. Anyway, that's the way you, that, that's the way I had I had the unit up. And you can have your visits in your cell. You could go in behind your cell, but you can't lock the door. The screws lock the door big, so you can't lock your door over. But you can go in behind the cell door. We had holes drilled in behind the cell door and we put an iron bar down so nobody could come into your cell and you're in there with your girlfriend or your wife or you know, you've fucking been there for six o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock at night. And, and, and most people, to be quite honest, you were fucking partying. There was a lot of partying, you know, and I mean, because we were getting in there sober and getting steaming drunk. Because we didn't get searched. We, 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 we said, we don't want my fucking families to be humiliated and searched at all. This place runs on trust. And then that's the way it should be, but fucking, you've not seen the stuff that was going on. Fucking Jesus Christ, man. So, anyway, this, this cunt that's called the wee midget, this mad, this maniac, maniac. maniac. So, he, he's got a, he's got this lassie that he's, he's dug up somewhere out of one of the student visits, because students and people came from all over the world, and he just walked about this fucking place as if it was a museum. And he really did, you know what I mean? But he had to write in and get permission, and we I mean, never really knocked anybody back. And um, so this this adger, this cunt that's killing me, midget, he's got a he he he's gone with his lassie, and hey, fucking God love us, he, he shouldn't be writing the fucking heat to fucking patch up with this. You know what I mean? He was definitely he was fucking seriously old adger. So the talk was before I got there, he was there, and uh, they said, look, you can't have this cunt down here. He's a fucking me. I end up kidnapping somebody, and they, 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 just, they just shrugged it off, you know. Mm. So anyway, quarter to nine. My, I was walking out, out my cell with my girlfriend. Um, Lassie was engaged to you. Lassie called Maggie Shoes. Great Lassie. And uh, Maggie says to me, there's something going on, Johnny. And I went, how? And she went, have you just seen what's happened there? A big maniac walked by with two big steak pies and totties, two plates of steak pies and potatoes and peas. And he's went in behind his cell door and he shut the fucking door over. And it's quarter to nine, so the visitors are leaving five minutes. So I'm like, never, man. So I go see this fucking crackpot spiral. And he's fucking screaming like, oh, fucking. And he's only got a wee teeny, teeny forehead this side, but he's fucking shooters out here. And he looks the strangest guy you've ever seen. And he's got a big dagger at this fucking, at this lassie's this lassie throat. Oh. Oh, yes, this kid's throat. Any cunt comes in here, I'll fucking butcher her. I'll fucking chop her up. Me like, never, oh. man. So we are thinking, this cunt gonna shut this fucking whole place down. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
And um, so the screws come with screws. I'm mean, what's happened, Johnny? I'm fucking trying to get There's no chance of kicking his fucking door in. Because his lock's sprung and, it, and it's completely locked. And I say, you better open that cut's door. He's fucking, he's kidnapped that lassie. And the screw's like, never is he? And I'm like, yes. Open the fucking door. And he's like, no, I can't. It's just fucking prison rules. If there's a hostage, they need your whole place in lockdown. You need to get in yourself. I said, I'm not fucking, you want me behind yourself, door. That's fucking maniac fucking killed that lassie. No fucking happening. Open the fucking door and then we'll deal with the rest of it. So after a bit of persuasion and fucking threatening to kick off, the screws put his key in and in, in the lock and popped the big brass handle down. And as he's holding the brass, we're kicking the door. All we need to do is budge that fucking door an inch so we can bang the lock again and the lock will spring out. And, he, and he, he's no locked in when the kid up. And he was fucking maniac shouting, oh, fucking kill out, kill out, he's off. The poor lassie's fucking screaming. So there's me, Bobby Brody, the guy who was telling me about that was fighting the governor, and flashing each other. And there's old Donald Ford, the guy who was in the death row back in the 50s and got a reprieve because he, he married the lassie. And, and, and the, well, he's old and, and, and fucking and decrepit, you know. And he, so he's going to really expect much of him. There's another guy called Willie Bennett. So Willie's doing a double life art. He was doing life on Peter Heed when they murdered a prisoner on Peter Heed and he ended up with a double life art. So we're fucking smashing his door and the screws are fucking, the screws are, all the visitors are all fucking getting hustled out the door. The screws are in a fucking, near in a severe panic. So we're fucking, we're, because because of where we are, we've got access to, to, to tools that only only trustees could normally get a hold of. You know, fucking drills and fucking big iron bars and mallets and because we're all doing different kind of work sculpting and fucking it was every kind of tool was there for you so we're smashing this bastard door with these fire things and fucking big scaffolding pole and and every time we get the scaffold we're all pushing against the scaffolding pole and, and getting the door right now he's still fucking threatening murder and he fucking would have killed her, that bastard you know we went out with him out and we get in there and we're them out and we're there the cunt. We fucking kicked them up and the cell, but that poor lassie, we got her out. And the, 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 the screws, the screws try to get us back in. They said, right, that's it, he's out. Get him to fuck. They put him back in the mainstream of the jail into the punishment block. They went, right, boys, in your cell. And I went, cell, fuck all. Fucking calling a special meeting. He went, fucking back at 12 o'clock at night, Johnny. I went, yeah, fuck. Calling a special meeting. And they couldn't get in here. So we attended a special meeting. And I was like, and but but this time this screw, this, this guard called Yogi, he's got the lassie, he's got her hustle out the door, and he's calm away we are. So, and 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 the talk is that they're shutting the fucking special unit down, right? And I went really fucking well, you know what? It's quite shut the unit now. We've got to go back. We'll just go back to our old fucking way. So it doesn't fucking matter fuck. And if any country going to shut the unit, don't be fucking us because you ain't seen nothing yet. So anyway, they called the big meeting the next day and everybody attended, you know, psychiatrist, the guy called Dr. Peter Wormwell, who, who who created the villainy special unit, you know, and um and got all the credit for, for the villainy special unit. And um every guard that worked the special unit, but the regardless of their shift, had to come and had, had to come there and, 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 and attend. This was a fucking serious meeting, yeah. This is a serious situation. The governor's like, hmm, that's the end of it. I don't give a fuck. There were all more visits taking place in the cell block area. And I went, really? Yes, fucking really. And I went, you know what? 
You were all just taking us all back to the mainstream of the prison then. I said, because that's where we're going to fucking end up. The fuck do you think you are? You fucking in here. You should, be, you should be in the fucking jail of language. How should I be? I said, where's the lassie? Bam, to that fucking girl that was kidnapped with that fucking maniac. The big knife at her throat. The same cunt already cut a midget up. Chopped him into wee fucking bits. You just took a lassie. And you fucking dragged her out and took her into your car and took her home and left her to her own devices. And the lassie wasn't right in the fucking head. That's why she ended up with that fucking fool in the first place. And you're fucking telling me you're going to fucking stop the visits. I said, yeah, you're going to the fucking jail of language. You're, you're fucking doing nothing, Hector. And that was the only way I saved the unit thing and shut it down. Because I had them out of the barrel. Because they should have reported the matter to the police first and foremost. Or probably the fucking t t t to a doctor first and foremost. That last year should have been taken to, to a hospital for a fucking medical checkup. She said, I went to see a psychiatrist or psychologist for any fucking serious fucking psychological damage to be locked up in a fucking a, a cell with a maniac. And they never, they just fucking let the lassie go. And then that's what kind of saved the unit. But anyway, after that, and I thought, you know what, these cunts are just as bad as us. They come out for themselves because they were down there and they were getting all the glory. Uh, for helping the fucking the poor prisoner who was fucking once after he'd and now they're on the fucking mending and they were getting a lot of the glory for, for helping out. And a lot of them were genuine, some of the guys were genuine, but some were just fannies. So uh, I, I'm like, you know what, fuck this. So I'm, I'm probably with Bally, me and him are at the same age. Bally's down there. He's in the special unit. He, 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 he had enough. He'd fucking, he cracked up. We, we fell and cracked. He was in for murdering a pally mine. Yeah, you know, I became pally with him. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking strange the way he works out, you know. But yeah, so Bally's got two big daggers, homemade shanks, you know, serious fucking things, and he's got them. He's got them strapped to 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 both his arms, and and, he, and we're talking back to he and he's jumped out and, and and done one of the one of the guards. So so that's why we Bally ended up there. And Bally we Bally was very very deep. He was a great guy. You know, he's a fucking a beautiful guy. He was a great nature. And uh, just having a fucking chance to, to, to grow up with your teens, because still, we were all brought up in the preschools and bosses and young offenders, so we were all still kind of young, fucked up in the head, and never got that chance to mature. I mean, unless you were getting an education off some sensible con that could fucking could help you. So anyway, we, we decided we're going to pollute the jail with, with drugs, me and me, Bally, because we get fed, we, we, we'd all were in food. We'd, we'd all were in food. We'd were in fridges and we're in cooker. So any food that came out for the mainstream of the prison, which had to come out every day, regardless of what you were eating in there, it didn't blank in the prison. They still had to send this food over, but they sent it over raw. And it was not you if you wanted to eat it or, 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 or took it back. So when they, when they brought the Dixies in through the back door, there was no prisoners allowed in for the outside unless it was a hairdresser or something. So me and me, Bally, he's going to say, well, we've got a chance to, to meet ourselves a wee year here, Bally. He went, how's that? And I went, we could start putting the fucking jail. We, 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 we don't. We hash, we just smuggle all the visitors don't get shirts. We would just bring all the hash in. And when they come to the back door to take the dixies away, we can get it arranged that the, 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 the parcels are in there. And that's exactly what we've done. And there was that there was mere wheeling and dealing, skull duggery going on and that bunny special unit, what there was in the fucking Glasgow barrels on a Sunday, Sunday afternoon. And um and of course, Big Blink came up one time. He was Pally, him and Bally were sick. And um, so everybody's doing their wee bits and bobs, putting stuff in. 
And it wasn't just Millennium Prison that was going to play to There was parts of it put through into Millennium that was getting fucking, that was getting 10 elsewhere, different prisons all over Scotland. Because, like I say, none of our visitors were allowed to be searched. Yeah. And uh, and Blink was supplying Bali. And Blink came up with a TV with fucking, with the inside works and that. It was packing, it was packing with hash. We took out to Bali because we were allowed TVs back in the day then because we're in a special and that. So anybody who was bringing things up, furniture vans at the door and fucking couches coming in, they're always, they were always packing. And the same applied with drink. The place was always full of drink. The guy was telling me about earlier on, David Cochran. David David tried to attack one of the screws, having Big John Gallagher, two 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 corkers that they were in for um in the Celtic Butcher and the and the and the, and the Gallagher and in, in, in Glasgow. John Robbery. So they've 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 kicked off one night and fucking they've let loose with the screws and, and the fucking the screws have got them apprehended them and I've tossed him at the unit because you really couldn't, you really couldn't strike a blow in the unit because it was dangerous. You get fucking kicked with the, the foot, of, foot of fucking, foot of cheap. You know what I mean? There was no, there was no, you couldn't answer to it. Hit one of the screws in your So anyway, they get kicked out. The next morning, fucking screws called, the governor's called a special meeting. That's it. All visitors will be searched. And I went, and how is this now? They found, they found 30 odd empty bottles of liquor. Under Davy Cochran's bed, you know, fucking vodka bottles, whiskey bottles, and the governor like this is not happening. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm not. He, we, as far as we were concerned, he was a hatchet man for the prison department. He was sent down to, 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 to close the place. Not I mean, because he had an idea what, what kind of school dog he was going. But anyway, he's like, that's it. No more visit Robert Sears. He's gonna be fucking Sears, and your fucking visitors. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, right, you better get a taxi and get us fucking back to beat him and just run him up. So we had them we had them over a barrel. So that was the kind of that was the kind of scenes that was in the Bellini special and you know and fucking and, and, and I'll tell you who else used to come up regular and they liked a good swally. Mark McManus, Tiger, you know, we used to get a lot of you know Mark McMaggot Wrestling. No, 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 you're thinking Mike McManus. Oh. <laughs> Mark McManus, the guy who he Taggart. Taggart. The, the, the copper programme, the okay. Scottish programme. Yeah. And, um, and 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 he liked to write good swally. He used to come up. We used to go quite a lot of the film stars come up. We we had some fucking we 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 were just gangsters with talent. So we drew a lot of an attention. We we we, we kind of people was involved in the arts and the crafts and, and and film film industry. So, and it was always good to have a cocktail bar. And that's why I had the false flare in my in my cell in Blenny that I was telling you about. It's always good to have a cocktail bar, but not, but not to rip the ass out of it. You had to, you had to be, you had to moderation. You couldn't just get everybody up and start getting them off for for dogs, which, which did happen quite a lot. Good cunts, fucking visitors were falling downstairs, steaming drunk, and he's <laughs> singing out the door. I belong to Glasgow. What the fuck's happening? But that was that was the kind of place, the special one it was. <clears throat> so there comes a time they say to me, right, Johnny boy, he says that. I've got a the parole report on you. And we're, and we're talking, what, 1980? Talking about this time now, 1980. 1988, 1986, 88, sorry. I went, oh, are you really? And he went, yes. I says, well, how the fuck am I getting a parole report done? And I says, no, well, I'm still doing my 12-year sentence. He went, no, no. He says, you've done your 12-year sentence. And I went, really? I said, my 12-year sentence finishes in 1986. 
I said, but because I lost four years of mission, I said, it now comes up to 1988. No, 19, I, 1990, 1990, with the four, four years yeah. of mission. I said, and I, and I got a three years on top of that to run on expiry of the present sentence, and I lost a year's of mission on the, the three year, even though I've no fucking started the sentence yet. I said, so I, I'm no, I'm no, I'm no up to 19, 19, 1993. He went, no, no, he says, um, the Secretary of State for Scotland has accumulated your, your sentences, Johnny. I went, who the fuck does he think he is? He's fucking, he's not got any fucking more power than a High Court judge. I said, for what reasons? He says, for Puppy should have taken permission from you. I went, I don't give a fuck. I said, he's no, he, yeah, I'm no then 16 fucking year. I'm then 12 year. Three years, four months, four months, 60 days. And the three years is to run on expiry of the present sentence. Who are you telling me? That I've done the, tw the, the, the the twelve year, so that was up two years ago, and I've done the two year after three year sentence. It is now up four days, four months, four months from sixty. Just saw up behind that. That's right, Johnny. I went. So why, why the fuck am I sitting here then? He says you're 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 doing your remission. You're you're now serving your remission. I went. So what was my last sentence? He went sixty days. I went. How can you get five years remission in a fucking sixty day sentence? I said, you're having a fucking, you better get that, get that fucking governor down here. So we called a meeting, and there are the men here, and the screws are saying, he's fucking right. We're fucked up. This guy's fucking right. And he's saying, no, no, no. I said, fuck you in a second. I said so to the, the guard, go and bring over my, my, um, you call it me, sentence, your fucking, what do you call it? You know what I'm talking about. It shows your sentence how it's going to be Aye. served. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. So I said, go on you and get them. You bring your mark. You bring your the, 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 the warrants. I want to see the fucking warrants. Get the warrants over here. So he's come here and he's went, you're, you're fucking right. I said, I fucking know I'm right. I said, I've got a great memory. The old judge says to me, the 12 years, the three years will, will run on the expiry of the 12-year sentence. I said, so therefore, if you're telling me that I've not done this, that my 12 years is finished a couple of years ago, I'm now working my three year, the two years after that. So you're taking the, the, the year after that, the four months, four months, 60 days. You can't hold me on my last sentence of 60 days for five years. So they were all humming and humming, and I went, nah, I know what, fuck this. So I'm on the CB. I've got the crew, and I went, listen, I need you doing your serious situation here. You need your help. So I right, okay, so they've popped in the, the, the ones that mattered, you know, the, 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 the team, you know what I mean? And, of course, they took, took one back out to, to the rest of the crew. And this was the plan. I said, listen, guys, I said, these fuckers have messed me a bit. I said, they're trying to detain me on five years remission on a 60-day sentence. And that's when they were all protesting. They were all protesting through in Edinburgh at the home office. Johnny Steele was detained illegally. And looking free Johnny Steele, listen, free Johnny Steele up. So anyway, I got the crew and I went, oh, this is this is the plan. So my girlfriend, Lassie, my fiance, Maggie, Maggie Shoes, lovely Lassie, I got engaged to, to Maggie and, 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 and the Blondie Special and with the big party, you know, and uh, I think we've got 60, 60 fucking 60 visitors at the party with friends and family. <laughs> oh, fire. So anyway, I said, Maggie, this is what, I said, I've got a, I've got a problem. I said, I'll need to strike back. I said, I'm going to let these guns away with us. So she said, what is it we want me to do? And I went, 
I said, there's only two, there's three ways into this fucking prison. One is through the courts, the other is through the big double gates, and the other one's the visitor's door for the schools and the visitors to come in. I said, uh, I, 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 need them, I need them blocked. I said, so, would, would you help me? She went on the for you, Johnny. I said, would, would, you, would you super glue your finger under the, under the big sliding steel gate for me? She went, yeah, I'll do it for you. And my pal and other fellow, and I went, would you, would you deal with the other door? I said, the, 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 so they, he stripped off. They're super gluing them all under here, not in the back here, and he's back. And he's, he's, he's super glued to this, this fucking door that opens in the way. So they can't get the door open. So I know when they're striking. So we're talking, we're talking half past four in the morning, right outside Blaney, outside Blaney Prison. And, um, so, so they walk him out of the car park, but they walk him up in, in vans and whatever. So the screws can see that something's going down and, and they're on the edge. So they walk him out of the car park and somewhere wearing balaclavas and fucking and, and whatever. And so the first thing was priority was, was to get Margaret to, to, to super glue her fingers under, under the big sliding, sliding doors that were in, you know, a fucking big five ton fucking door, big steel door. And my other pal done his, done his, he's done his, um, he's done his back to the other door. So I'm lying in my cell. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm, I'm communicado. I've got the CB. I'm up in the fucking top of the bed with the CB. I'm organising. <laughs> uh, so I'm on the phone. I'm on the CB to Daniel. Now Daniel's like, that's it. It's done, Johnny. He said the fucking place is white with coppers. He said the fucking all the places. He knew the fire brigades coming and the paramedics. So. The screws keep in my door when I'm I'm talking to Daniel and I'm well fuck them, you know, I'm arguing. I said, Well fuck them, we like fucking play tag, we'll fucking see how tough they are. They fucking money hard me on a fucking five year sentence on a fucking on a sixty day fucking sentence. You know what I mean five years of mission. So anyway, the screws keep in my door, one of the guards in the special and he's what the fuck's happening, Johnny? And I went, What do you mean I'm on the CB? I said, What the fuck's happening? She fucking saw the minute now you're talking. She fucking know what's happening. I fucking told you I wasn't gonna accept this. He's like we can't, we can't get out. The day shift can't get out, and the fucking, the night shift can't get out the jail, and the day shift can't get in. So we shut, we shut the whole fucking jail down for three years. <laughs> and then they brought the, they brought the prison minister to me, and uh, he said, "Fucking hell, John." He said, "He said, wanted to work something." He says, "Oh, he said, would you like to go to an open prison?" I went, "Nah." I said, "I went." He said, if, 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 "As of now," he says. Six weeks from now, he says, you could be in an open jail. He says, and three weeks after that, you could have a home leave for, for, for um, five days for Christmas. That will be my first home leave. So uh, I couldn't refuse. I couldn't refuse the fucking the offer. They threw me out of the jail. They almost just fucking tossed me out the fucking door. But that's what we done. We, we blocked, it, blocked the whole bunny off. And they put a D notice on it. So so other reporters were there, but nothing, nothing was ever reported on the matter. So anyway... I makes my way to the open prison, fucked up as I was, made it out there, and, and now in a position to try and help little Joseph. Because I've told Joseph, I'm, go I'm going to help him to break out. So, I get out eventually, full time release. I get two years of mission back after him, or 18 months, whatever it was. So I've already organised a, 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 a demonstration for little Joseph while I was in the Blaney. Especially with the same crew who organised the, the super balloon and the, and the lights with myself. So we, we, we got Joe when he was on home leave. Remember that, Robert? Yeah. 
you know, when we even we, we bought them out my mum's house and not went to the roof. Joseph was on the actual on the roof in the housing scheme, protesting. You know, first time ever. Usually the prisoners go on the roof in the jail. So anyway, they got them been in whatever. So we we we, we organised another 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 escape from. Um, he's got another home. We my really know well. And we've got Joseph away. We've got him, we've got him in the car and fucked up. We've got him right down to London. And the trick was to bring the attention, bring bring to the attention of, of, of the public. But you know, not so much worldwide, but countrywide. Scotland was just a no-no. So we had to take Joe's fight further afield. Big TC, he saw him over strikes. He's fighting his case for for uh, against the conviction that were that they were fitted up with the fucking Mercedes crimes for in Glasgow. So the plan was we'd take Joseph down to the palace gates in Buckingham Palace and um and, and super glue him to the fucking super glue him to the palace and, and handcuff him to the palace. But we also had a we also had a t shirt made for Joseph and it was uh, the crucifixion. Um Jesus on the cross. And the way we super glued Joseph was like the crucifixion. You know, both hands out and super glued and and of course, this big T-shirt he had on, it was, we got it made specifically for this demonstration. So I'm like, Joseph, it's got to be done, pal. We know we've, got to, we've really got to fucking, we've really got to hit this hard. And it's no nice to come on the run and have to hunt yourself in. I know it's fucking, I know it's really, really hard, pal, but we're fucking, we're up against the fucking, the heaviest team whatever life we come up against. Fucking government, mate. And these kind of destroyers like that, and they come even bat an eye. I say, so we really need to fucking embarrass these cunts. We really need to take the fight back and let the public know this ain't fucking happening. You know, we're, we're not accepting this. And I said, and, and go for it, Joseph. And I said, no, I promise you, brother, I'll fucking come up and break you to any jail that you that you want. I said, but you, just pull this fucking, pull this master stroke. And, and that's exactly what he done. And it was in fucking a front page of every newspaper over Britain. <coughs> Brilliant photographing them. Definitely. But anyway, the coppers have all turned up, haven't they? And this copper, a London copper with a, with, a, with, a, with a big copper hat on. I've seen a cracking photo of him He's looking at your jaw like that. And the nose is almost touching. He, 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 he's looking as if he can't believe. But the guy made the report later on saying, yeah, he's, he's, Joe Steele was actually as good as gold. But they've got the, they've got the bolt cutters and they and they go to cut the handcuffs. And and they think they're going to pull Joseph off, off the gate. But we're saying, yeah, he's fucking super glued. So they need to wait in the park. <laughs> He went in the ambulance, the paramedic. Somebody said the pain was keep keeping out our window, one of them or a commotion. <laughs> so, anyway, I haven't said, Oh, done. We go, he goes back. The, 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 they, were, they were flying him back to Scotland on the plane, but the pilot refused to have him on the plane. So, I don't want him on the plane in case he tries to fucking jump out a window and kills us all. So, they, they drove him back home. And um, so, I've organised another visit for him. I went to Joseph. What do you want me to do? How are we going to? What's the best angle for you to get out? So he knows how he, he's going to escape from the inside. And all I need to do is come up and do the damage on the outside. <clears throat> so at this spot, he's up, you know, out in the football field. And he says, I can get away, Johnny, and I can get down there the embankment and, and through the fence and down there the fucking other river, or, or this fucking canal or whatever it was. He says, I just need the fence cut. Right, okay, so I've organised that. We've come up, I mean, a couple of the crew. Big fella called John Linton, big John ended up getting whacked fucking for, for whatever reason being. It wasn't a nice movie, he was one of the crew and he was one of the campaigners. He helped to fight to get Joseph out. 
So you end up getting whack years on. But this time, me and Big John's up and we've cut the fence. So we're, we're waiting on a specific time. We were just waiting that the, the guys come out for a recreation period. And there's this big fucking 30 feet um, wire, wire, wire mesh fence. All prisons have got the top of the barbed wire. So we've got an L shape. So I'm lying in wait, me and my pal. And I've got the binoculars. So I'm lying in this fucking field. And I, and I can see hundreds of cons. I can see them all come out. There's a fucking 300, 400 cons in the football field. And, and I recognise some of them for, 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 the old, for the old deal. So I went, right, okay, there they are, man. So the next time we hear this, we hear this siren. <clears throat> and my pal, big John Lynch, like, Johnny boy, listen. And I went, what? I said, he says, sirens. And he says, I think they can't run to I'm like, nah. I said, if that was the case, the whole jail would have been locked down. I said, make no mistake about that. <coughs> so anyway, see if we get closer. He went, please, Johnny, can we just go and check it out? And I went, fuck. I said, come on then. Just to satisfy yourself, let's fucking go. So we found that the, the, the prison guard club had been had been robbed. And that's why the cotters were there to investigate. I'm talking about seven o'clock at night. Huh? So we get back to, to the same spot now. I'm lying there with the fucking binoculars. And I'm like, what the fuck's happening? Because like, it didn't seem to be any movement. I don't know. It seemed like an eternity, but it must have only been about 20 minutes or so, half an hour. And I see this fucking, I see this, see this figure, darting. And I was like, oh, fucking nice one. I've got the binoculars up. Oh, belter, there he goes. And I'm like, hold oh, on, what the fuck is that, man? I said, that fuck, who's that? And Big John's like, I don't know, I've not seen that cut in my life. And I went, let me fucking, I see, oh, this is him this time. And I went, yes, now on you go, bro. And I went, I said, fuck, that's no him either. What's going on here, man? Then we're sitting there, it's going to be this cunt this time. This is going to be our Joe. And it fucking wasn't it was another con. So I went, we better get to fuck, man. I said, they're fucking for all fucking jail escapes. So we, we've, we've jumped, we've jumped in and into, into the car and we're driving because we don't know what the fuck's happened to Joe. So we're driving along the road about maybe a couple hundred yards for, for, for maybe a quarter mile for the jail. And I went, pull over. I seen this con that you need to do the tire on, and I could tell it was a deal, a deal closing, and he's fucking soaking because he's come through this bum. So I went here, pal. Some Johnny boy Joseph, but where the fuck is he? And he went, we give him half an hour start, Johnny. I went, fucking having a laugh. I said, when? He went, oh, half an hour ago. <laughs> so when we went to investigate the, to me went to investigate the coppers, fucking five of them escaped. <laughs> I'm dropping cunts off over Edinburgh. Like any chance you need to laugh, mate. And, and the next day in the papers, it was saying it was the biggest mass escape in modern times. <laughs> yeah. But all these kind of things all helped. And we, 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 we end up on an island. Me and Joseph would end up on the McCormack Islands. Kind of, some of the bits are uninhabited. And um, we, we, we contacted a wee crew that I knew um, that, that, that done a documentary on, on the Balani Special on it back in the day. And I was like, listen, I've got your Joe here. I said, do you fancy coming on board? Because the country's loving it by this time, because fucking, I've got Joe doing his attack and fucking attack and pimping now with the fucking, with, with the escapes and that. They could, we don't know when he's going to turn up next, you know what I mean, or, or what the next stroke is. So, they're like, yeah, you're doing fucking true, true. So they, they've followed us about for weeks, this crew. We're, we're fucking, the coppers are kicking doors in all of Scotland. All the housing schemes and all the families of friends, and we just out in an island. 
with, with, with the fucking BBC crew. <laughs> so, but once we felt we'd done, we'd, we'd done enough, we'd done enough for Joseph. The trick then was, what are we going to do now, Joseph? How are we going to get you back in? Do you, you fancy fucking, you fancy breaking into Stockton? You fancy, fancy going back up and break in the way you broke out? I said, we'll give you a stall, sir. And just fucking slash the gate and, and wait till the boys out in the football park and, and just walk in there and I'll have the VTV crew here for you. And she's like, aye, okay. But then then later on that evening, as we closer to the time, to today what we're going to do, Joseph felt ill. And I think it was God he knew he, he was fucking, his time was up and he was going to have to hunt himself back in again. And it was fucking sad, you know, my poor bra, you know. But it had to be done. It really had to be done. As you can see where I'm coming from, because we were fighting the biggest gang in the fucking world. And the only way you could fucking beat these guns would embarrass them, do you know what I mean? So anyway, Joseph feels he can't go no further. And I'm like, fucking hell, Joe, man. What do you want to do? So what were he to get up? What about, what about fucking, what about Balani? You fancy breaking into Balani? That's just showing the fucking corner. We're in Duke Street, we're only half a mile from Balani. So Joe's like, yeah, fuck, I can go for that one. And TC's holding press conferences, unprecedented press conferences, and he's selling Balani, because he's fighting his case as well, and he's on the bandwagon. Big Tommy's on the ball, because Joe's out in the fucking, he's out on the loose, and getting all this fucking mental, all this publicity that's fucking... Gathering my mental throughout the whole fucking country and, and beyond. So I went, fuck it, right, okay, we'll go for that one. And uh, and that's exactly what we've done. So we're all we're all in the house together, my man, sisters and brothers and the friends that are involved, all the guys throughout the years that, that helped with the campaign, mine campaign and, and Joseph's, you know. And we're all fucking we're crying, you know what I mean? We're all wiping the tears and, and laughing and fucking hugging and Nah, man, don't worry, Joe, we'll get you back out again. We'll not be in for long, we'll be back up, we'll have you out soon. <laughs> so anyway, we, we, we decide, fuck it, it's Balani's getting up. So Joe and I, all the other visitors, all the other family and friends, sorry, and and they, they've decided they're, they're going to head up to Balani behind me and Joseph. They're going up in the convoy, because they're all there, they're van loads and fucking car loads, they've all got banners and fucking placards and so. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Me and Joseph held a black, a black hack in Duke Street. And I jumped in and me and John, I went, take us up to Blinney, pal, will you? And he went, aye, I said, no problem. He said, um... Where are where are boots and Berlin? Are you going? Are you, are you going to the unit? And I went, no. I said, no, I'm just up to Barnet. Just 
he's wrapped my he's wrapped me half halfway up. I said, I've, I've got to meet somebody and wrap my brother a bit wrap him half a bit further. So like I'm looking at the guy and his mother, you know, he's he's driving and I'm looking at him saying, I know that guy's fucking face somewhere. And the guy says, um, just rugging up hell, and the guy says, uh, did, did you ever hear what happened to that wee Joe Steele? And I said, last time I heard a, a, a six in a more escape through Sockton, and I went, ah, no, I've not got a fucking clue, mate, so I'm nudging Joe not to say nothing. I know the guy's face, and I, and I can't even place it, so I don't know if he's a fucking copper or whatever. And I'm like, Joe, I say, fuck her. I went, I've not got a clue, pal. And he says, I, I had a cousin that was in Billy. And I went, oh, really? And he went, aye, a Jimmy Boyle. And, that, and that's when I recognised, I went, fucking hell, he looks like Jimmy. So it was Jimmy Boyle's, Jimmy Boyle's cousin. You know, Jimmy Boyle wrote the, the sense of freedom. I read his book, yeah, it's good. So I was like, fucking never, but I still didn't take him on. So I went, Joe, throw, that, throw the guy the £20 note when you get to your gate. So outside the Berlin gate, there's, there's, a, there's a piling, you know, I don't know, maybe about fucking 25 feet, 30 feet, with a camera on it. And that's where that's where Joe headed right up the top of the right up the top of the, the, the cabin, right up the top of the pile outside the the bloody, the massive gates of Blinney. So we broke him out of soccer and we fucking broke him back into Blinney effectively. <laughs> I've never heard anything and, like and, this. And, in my and life. the thing is, the thing is the thing is, Sean, it it, it was a long fucking fight, but yeah, by God, they fucking suffered. Tommy Campbell and Joe suffered, my mother suffered. Joe's fucking family suffered. We all suffered as a family to, to lose a brother or a son or whatever to, to, to the fucking serious crime squad. We wanted to just fit anybody up willy nilly and, and hope to fucking gain a conviction and get results and get, get pats in the back for for um for for, for solving the, the biggest mass murder in modern times in British history. So, you know, they, they never got any justice. Neither did the neither did the poor Doyle family, Mrs. Doyle. They never got any justice. And one of the coppers that was involved in the case, one of the serious crime co coppers was involved in their case, when the investigation was going on, he stuck a fucking hose pipe for his exhaust pipe right in the fucking back of his gullet and wiped his cell out. Another one killed over. So we, we had we had them we had them on the ropes and, and you know it was fucking it was brilliant. I I, I don't I, I'm fucking quite happy to say it. I loved every minute. But I did sad moments as well, you know. But we, we set out today what we done. We fought the fucking law and the wrong one and we won. We fought the law and we won. And that, that applies to anybody. Anybody should be able to or should be expected to sit back and, and, and accept that kind of that kind of you know, extreme fucking treatment for, for, for the police officers who are meant to fucking police the country and, and protect us. You know what I mean? And they just they just kind of get away with doing what they're doing, you know what I'm saying? To you? Yeah, power to so, you. And all I can say is, I'm going home. This is my bedtime, kid. I've been here for God knows how long. What happened to your brothers? Brothers. Yeah, your brothers. Jim and Joseph. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're, they're they're still out. Jim okay. and Joseph. In fact, you'll find Jim and Joseph. Um, podcast on uh, the James English podcast okay. on Google. Cool. And uh, and how many years is it now since you've been free? What was uh, what was your last year in prison? I've never really been free. I'm still fucking screwed up and hidden. <laughs> to be honest with you, you're a very intelligent person to do all the things that you did. Yeah. What well, what was what was the year of your last release? Ninety two. Ninety two. Yeah. And what made you start writing? Because 
I've been reading this book, The Bird That Never Flew. I highly recommend it. Such a skilled writer. Is this available on Amazon worldwide, is it? Or Yeah, that that's uh that's a hardback version. It's now in paperback. Paperback? Yeah. Have you got a Kindle version? Have you got an ebook? No, I've not have done you got anything a... like that yet. No, I've just done that. So ebook and audio book is what we need to work with yeah. to get to get you um get you in all the different formats. I can help you with that. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to help you with that, man. You've come in here. I've I've never sat here so quiet during a podcast. And that is because your stories were just so gripping. I've been on the edge of the seat, nonstop, just like, fucking hell, what is what is he going to do next all the way through this? And um, really appreciate you guys coming all the way down from Glasgow. And um, I'm actually going to be doing some events up there at the end of March, April. I'm doing a TED Talk at a university just north of Edinburgh. Um, I've asked funding if they could set me up a talk in Edinburgh and Glasgow. I'm going to do one in Newcastle and Sunderland. And I'll put the link to that in the description box below this video. This video will be up. So if people up there want to come and see me do, do a talk up there. Um, is there anything else you've got out there that you would like people to look at online or anything like that? Anything, any way people could help you um, no. who are watching this video? Well, I don't know if I explained to you before when... I always had a, a, a talent for writing and, and singing and songwriting. That was, that's what I, I wanted to do, yeah. And uh, while I was in the Bellini, in the Bellini Special Unit back then, uh, I got permission for the, for the Home Office to, 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 to write and produce a play about my, my, my life back in the prison. And um, we, we had actors in and we had musicians in. We had... Um, we had a producer in, a big fella called Barney Platts Mills, whose father was um, John Platts Mills, who defended the Craitlin way back in the day. And um, and it all seemed to be going well. And uh, the governor says to me, Johnny, we, we, need a, we need a copy of the manuscript for the Home Office. Uh, they're, they're good enough to, to be going to let you to the recording studio and film this in here. So and I thought, there we go, man, this is, this is the fucking end of that. I said, because... Once they once they see what we're writing about, they obviously can hear what we're singing about in the back. I think once they see what we're writing about, it's going to be a no no, and and that's exactly what happened. But we'd done a lot of filming in the special unit while this debate was going on about how my musical was looking the prison authorities, making the prison authorities look bad. And, you know, and my and my answer to that was, well, I can't even fucking make you look good. I can't even make, I can't even make myself look good. I'm only writing about things that happened in the hope that somebody else can, can appreciate it and maybe see it as a shortcut. You know, it's, it's something you can sit and you can talk and, and it's no talking and bragging. It's just talking and telling the story as it is. But I do hope that, that it can be a shortcut for, for a younger generation or, or a generation of people out there who think that, that, this, that that's a, that's a great life. You know, the only great life we're ever going to have is if we fucking spend it on the other side of these walls. And we're happy with, with, with a lot. I mean, because other than that, if you think that that's a life, it's, it's really a waste. You know what I mean? And yeah. When I was Googling you, there was some clips on YouTube of some, like, dramatization where yeah. the, the, the guards are bringing you, they've yeah. got, like, the boiler suits on. Yeah. What what footage is that from? That's a, that's a, that's moon footage for, for, um, for, the, for the musical Bloody Hell. Okay. So. Was that you acting in that? Yeah. They were carrying you up? Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. 
I can that kind yeah. of thing ha- happened in real life because I was on the port nearly every day for um for for being disobedient as and such. But the governor would come in, the head warden would come in. You had to come in your cell every day of your own punishment, and uh, you had to see a doctor every day if you were going to get punished. So they would come in and and, and you know and sarcastically they would say, "Morning, how are you?" And say, "Get yourself to fuck," and it'd be right. Put him on the port. You're on the port for saying this and saying that to the governor. You, know, you can get to fuck as well. You, 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 and this went on for the this went on for years. You know, I just. I'm really sorry I got myself into that fucking mess, but you know what? <laughs> I'm quite glad to see I can in one piece because I've seen some of my pals that's never really made it yeah, mentally, imagine. do you know what I mean? Yeah, me too. Definitely. It's quite sad, you know. Definitely. I don't I don't I don't know what got me through it. I don't know if it was just my I don't know if it was just that's just the way I was born. I was fucking born in punishment. Yeah. Reading your book and the early we haven't even covered your early years and I haven't even started to ask you questions really. Yeah. Um we could we could really do another podcast love to get the comments coming in what people think about that and um i got another one of your buddies who has come out and he's doing good though is blink you know he was down here i have a blink guy and uh, i really appreciate blink referring uh, me to you yeah yeah blink's a yeah. character today now he's yeah. one of the good guys big blink i mean he's, yeah. he's one of the guys that survived as well with the memory intact mm-hmm. and, and you know when we, you really need that memory intact and, and you know sometimes sometimes some of the people that's never been in much trouble as I've been in, having me go to fucking memory. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and you just, and it's, and it's not nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's all jail related, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether you want to call it self-inflicted or, or prison abuse, that all stems from, you know, I, I'm just fortunate that I've, I've got a good memory. Yeah. I can mention all the screws' names, by names, every name. I noticed name. that. I can tell you what size of shoe they took. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you're out there and you've enjoyed this podcast and you want to get more want to see more about um johnny then james english he's got a podcast and he's interviewed johnny he's interviewed blink they're multi-hour podcasts i highly suggest you go over and watch those interviews as well james english love what he's doing right now he's invited me when i go up to scotland to sit down with him and he's going to interview me so i'll be, I'll be on his podcast as well so yeah Come here, man. Give us a yeah. Give us a hug. Yeah. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.